and welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and you can find me on Twitter at Bob McDonald. And joining me is my co-host, Jimmy Lemke. Good morning, everybody. It is morning here on Sunday. Well, I suppose it's early afternoon for Bob, but it's 11, about 11.30 here Sunday morning, July 14th? July it's the 14th. 14th, yes, it's Bastille it's Day. Like, that makes any difference. Oh, we have Bastille Day is a, uh, a French festival going on downtown Milwaukee. There you go. So just for those of, you, little, so those of you who are celebrating, it's happy Bastille Day or whatever. So yeah. um, Jimmy, of course, is on, on, on Twitter at PantherU, and you can follow the Horizon Roundtable podcast on Twitter at HorizonRT. Um, Jimmy, I, I hope you've been having a good summer. I've been doing well. I'm I'm sure you have, and I, I was I was doing okay. I was doing okay, um, uh, but not anymore. <laughs> oh my god! So, um, for those of you who listened to the last episode, um, we've kind of gotten some closure on that. So, um, for those of you who uh, did not have the opportunity to listen to the last episode. Cleveland State basically just imploded. Um, Tyree Appleby, Jalen Hill, uh, Tyree Appleby, Jalen Hill, Rashad Williams, Seth Milner, four of their top five scores disappeared. Um, Dennis Felton did something to piss them off, and apparently, t- apparently, it was enough that Scott Garrett decided to get rid of not only Dennis Felton but his entire staff on Friday, and that's the end. Cleveland State is currently without a head coach or an entire coaching staff, for that matter. That's how bad that went. Um, I think it's been, I think it's been since Jimmy Jimmy retired randomly late. So it's been what, like eight years since we've had a coach, uh, a coaching vacancy this late in the off season. Not necessarily true, because remember they didn't. Uh, but remember, Detroit Mercy didn't hire Mike Davis until late last uh, late uh, last year. Yeah, but how late was it? I, I thought it was yeah, like, honestly. I can't remember. I thought it was August when they uh, J- July or August when they hired him. That's what I. Uh, I yeah, we we did an entire episode with Carrick Carrick Jones on that too, and I guess I kind of spaced on when we did that. But yeah. Um, June, June thirteenth last year. Oh, it was June thirteenth. Okay, so this is actually later. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm pretty sure Lavelle Jordan was, or um, when Lavelle left, I don't think Pat Baldwin was that late. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think he was either. I, I can't. That was say June, yet. June, June, June twentieth for Pat Baldwin. June twentieth. So this this would be later. This would be much later. Um, so that is so yeah. And, and let's let us remember again. We had we actually had Scott Garrett, Cleveland State's athletic director, on the podcast right before Memorial Day, as of the week before Memorial Day. Everything was perfectly. Everything was well okay enough, I guess. That everybody was still coming back, the coaches, the players, 
that everything was that everything you know everybody was going to be working towards next season. That was the attitude for, for at least publicly. That was the attitude displayed by pretty much everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and I know, I know, like, and I said, like I said last episode, Scott Garrett was you know really looking forward to kind of putting something together um, on the ticket sales side and everything like that. Um, yeah, and then it all went south. I mean, life comes at you fast. <laughs> sure. Um, so I, I, one thing, and this is important, one thing that I did want to make sure um, to point out, this is actually part of the release that Cleveland State sent out regarding, the, uh, regarding Dennis Felton's firing. Quote, and this is from Scott Garrett. Quote, we take our mission to provide CSU student-athletes with a transformational experience very seriously. Our coaches operate with the expectation that they should build a culture supportive of our student-athletes in the classroom, accountable for their conduct as representatives of the university, and for their performance on the court. We will seek a new leader for our program who can deliver on this commitment. So, that's an interesting statement. Yes, Um, it is. Yeah. Um, I think I, I don't want to read between the lines too much, but it seems to me that it, it, it does lead me to believe that they fire they flat out fired Dennis Felton, and he basically did. And it was to the point where you're gone. Don't ask for your buyout. See you in court if you need to. <laughs> yeah, I mean seriously. I mean- and that, that, that has to be it. I mean, that, you don't – something so egregious must have been uncovered for Cleveland State to actually turn around. And, and by the way, we're in the middle of – you know, we're in the middle of a live recruiting period, so Felton was on the road. They pulled him off the road and brought him in on Friday afternoon and shit-canned him. I mean, yeah, I guess we'll probably never know the extent of what happened – Unless, of course, Dennis Felton files a lawsuit and then depositions. Well, somebody, and all somebody will, somebody will talk at some I'm point. Sure. If, I, if, I, I, if I don't. It's, if he's this the bad party, I'm sure it's not going to be him. Um, I, probably. Not. I'm sure. I'm sure that the university is not going to be the one that says it. So who's that leave? It leaves the kids. Yeah. I mean, Detroit Mercy is getting sued. Over yeah. the over Bakari's stupid practice. Oh jeez, yeah, uh, forgot about that you know, part. So, so they're get, so they're getting sued. That you know, if there's something that's egregious, as you say, it'll it'll uh, it'll come up in court. Somebody will represent a kid to sue school. It's a university. They're, they there's they think there's money to go get. I'm sure some lawyer. Uh, we, that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing, though, because we've made it abundantly clear. Cleveland State doesn't have any money. <laughs> we were barely getting by with you know, student fees <laughs> before the hiring of Scott Garrett. <laughs> so we. this is not a situation. This is actually – and I don't really necessarily see it to be the case. Um, I mean, honestly – we're at a point where the guys who have transferred out are in the process of or finding new homes. Rashad Williams, of course, has – we can confirm Rashad Williams is going to be playing for Greg Campy in Oakland uh, – playing for Greg Campy in Oakland potentially next year depending upon his situation. 
Um, Tyree Appleby, you've got two SEC teams fight, that are going to be fighting over him, Texas A&M and Florida. Um, and that's about it. And unfortunately, as I understand it, um, and that's the four te- people we do know about, um, uh, on Saturday, Rasheem Dunn, who was the transfer from St. Francis in New York, he announced that he was going to be seeking life elsewhere. Um, which sucks because he 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 redshirted after redshirting this season. He's getting out of town. Um, also, too, and this literally happened about five minutes before we started recording. Uh, Abu Uzmain, who was the one of uh, one a late recruit for um, for Dennis Felton, he announced he ha- is in fact going to seek life elsewhere as well. He actually, it's funny, he actually reclassified. Because he was supposed to be a 2020 uh, recruit, and he reclassified mm-hmm. for 2019 and came to, to 2019. Kansas. Yeah, now it looks like he may actually go back to. Uh, he may end up doing a prep school and go reclassify as 2020 again. So, well, I mean, it might be the smart move for him. I mean, this late in the recruiting season, it's not like there's a lot of lot no. of scholarships out there. No. Um, it's just, just to let's let's just for one second go over who who's left. Okay. So Kashim Thomas. Cash, Cash Thomas is absolutely staying. He's li- he's actually the one person out of all of this that we can confirm have always confirmed that they we can confirm that they did not yeah that was not going anywhere. Period. Um, as I understand it, Al Eichelberger is also going to be staying. And that makes sense because he's a redshirt junior. Um, he's going to be, you know, he's in his, he's in his senior, he, you know, he's going to probably get his degree in May. So he'll probably, you know, work out the rest of the season. And then, you know, theoretically he'll grad transfer out unless we get a coach that convinces him to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, now, at our last episode, we confirmed that, confirmed that uh, Spider Johnson was staying. Whether that's true or not now, I don't know. Um, as far, But as of right now, Spider Johnson is staying. So those guys are definitely there. So, Debaji um, Walker? Debaji Walker. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Debaji Walker, I don't know. Steph Kenich, I absolutely don't know. Um... Who's who's Nakia Johnson? Uh, that would be Debaji Walker's mother. <clears throat> Did you see her tweet? Oh, I've seen all of them so far. She says, "She says, I wonder who's going to inform me." She, of, yeah, she's not happy. of this. Yeah, well, I mean, why would she be? Um, Nobody should be happy. Yeah, well, um, it, it's yeah that, that that is that's not a good thing. Like that's not even remotely. A good well, thing. we can guarantee one thing. You can guarantee that in a couple months, you know, sometime in September or October, there's going to be a press release on the Cleveland State, you know, CSUVikings.com saying that they're going to be holding open tryouts for students. Yeah, pretty much. Um, as of right now, it, and also as of right now, um, the four signees, um, Tory Patton. Um, Raekwon Taylor, the two JUCO guys, the are still are still here. Um, Jalen Williams, who's the grad transfer from Furman, as of right now, is still here. 
Um, but I'm not really sure about him. And Justin Hill, who literally signed last week, right after everybody decided to leave, this kid from California that I've never heard of, and only had was planning and was only planning to the only thing he was going to do in in basketball for college was walk on to Cal State Northridge. That he didn't get offered anywhere else, but he somehow he signed with uh, he signed with Cleveland State last week. So theoretically, all four of those guys are still here. Again, Jalen Williams is a question mark. Um, Kenich, Walker are definitely question marks. I mean, like I said, the only ones you can really rely on at this point are Thomas, Eichelberger, and per what we've heard, Spider Johnson. That's it, man. <laughs> um, the, yeah, it's, wow. Yeah, this is. And I thought two weeks ago was an extinction level event. This is actually even worse. Talk about the talk about the the textbook definition of blowing it up to start and starting all over again. I mean, really? Yeah, I that mean, is, you're just—it's I mean, kind of crazy. It it is, it is, but it's really the oh man, I'm telling you, man, it is. Oh, oh I mean. How do you convince anybody to? You uh, I mean how do you convince anybody to stay? It's insane. I don't know. I don't get it. I well, it, just take heart. Just Jimmy, take heart in the fact that at least your team won't finish in last place this year. <laughs> Cleveland well, State is absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, you can't think that this is going to be this. How many throwaway years are we going to have, man? It's it's insane. But, I, mean, I mean, isn't the ceiling – the ceiling might be six or seven wins. That's impressive. Um, <laughs> that, that, is, that is generous. Well, you got to – this is Cleveland State. Yeah. So you know that there's going to be probably three wins. They're probably going to go schedule a team like Hiram again. Yeah. You're probably going well, to have a – yeah. I mean, you're going to need to load up on those just to get some Ws. Yeah. And they should, because the last thing you want is for a team to finish, uh, you know, pull an over, and then have your, <clears throat> have your like, with the players left in the program just completely demoralized. Well, that's the, to have well, see, something. That's a, but again, yeah. see, that's the thing, though. Who's there to be demoralized? I mean, Jesus, we got to, you know, we're at a point where the guys who are going to be, there may be only two or three guys left, and they're just going to bring in other guys that, you know, Probably are just going to be happy to be there. This is, it, it's, it's a, yeah, it, but, you know, again, this, this situation was really, I mean, the situation has been kind of exacerbated by, <laughs> has been exacerbated by whatever what about Jeremy hell? Sanchez? Jeremy Sanchez, he is a preferred walk on. Um, at Northridge from Northridgeville in this area, theoretically he's coming. He is still going to be going there. Um, his tweet, his tweet from yesterday, he says everything happens for a reason. That's pro- that that tells me that this is a kid that's going to stick around and then not, just try and take his yeah. spot. Well, I mean, why not? I mean, <laughs> at the very least, he knows. And, I mean, and if, at you're, the very if least, you're, he's definitely going to get some playing yeah. time. <laughs> if you're if you're a, if you're a student at yeah. Cleveland State. And you have some game, yeah. and your grades are on point. You you have to look at this as an opportunity. Oh my God, I can be a Division One basketball player if I just show up. If only for a year, yeah. So, 
I don't know. Where, 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 where do the pickup games happen at Cleveland State? Is it at the well, Wallstein? It's not no, the Wallstein Center. It's at the, uh, hey, the other a, building, right? Cleveland State's got the rec center right on campus. Very so if, if, I'm, if I am, you know, if I am a Cleveland State fan, yes. I'm figuring out, you know, I'm figuring out how to get to the rec center to take part in some pickup games. Take a look. See if there's some guys around there that are doing well. So you can be a, so so afterwards, you know, you can pull some names together, some phone numbers together, some basic information. If it's somebody that like is really like, you know, standing out to you, yeah. So when the coach comes in, you can hand them some stuff and be like, "Hey, look, these kids might might be something." Obviously, you have to evaluate them. It's yeah. your team, of course. but. You know, some emergency for you here, here, because I know, I do know that there have been times when there will be a kid who would absolutely take part in an open trial like that, and they wouldn't find out about it until it was too late. Yeah. Until everything, and 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 kids that could be solid. Yeah, of course. Um. You know, so. There's some. I, I would say if I'm looking at, uh, I mean, did, did, so Spider Johnson last night, about 12 hours ago, just before midnight, tweets a lot of thinking to do and not enough time to do it with the facepalm emoji. Great. So Which is liked we... by you know that that uh, you know Jeremy Sanchez. Great. So yeah. you just no no you don't really know. Yeah, I, it's, I, I, it's I've, I've resisted. You know, you know that you know that one meme with uh, Will uh, at the that uh, that w- with Will Smith staring at the uh, empty living room from the uh, last episode of uh, the last episode of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I, I I have resisted tweeting that out right now. <laughs> I re- I resisted tweeting this out right now only because I know Cash Thomas. <laughs> Cash Thomas follows me. I've resisted doing sorry, that. Cash. Sorry, Cash. Hey, you know what? It's talk I, to and him. you gotta you gotta feel bad for a guy like Cash Thomas because here's a guy who has here is the guy who has okay here's a guy who has really I mean he's he's been through hell the last three years I mean he's he's but he's been like the one stable thing about this team. Is that he has been around, and and to be and realistically, I mean, Cash Thomas is a pretty good point guard too. He's a pretty yeah. good guy to have that to have that on there as well. Well, so, you know, he's uh, he can he can take it a, he can take it a, he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a junior this year. He's a senior. He's a senior. He's a senior. I would look at it. You know, there's there's a couple guys who've had to do that. I mean, train you know. Transferring teams, uh, not not like players leaving, but like the transfer of, of leadership to a new coach, that that happens. I mean, this is unique in that it's happening late. Yeah, it's that's happening that, in that's a scary something, way. That's something that really kind of. So yeah, because of the fact that you know the nature of the transition is based on coach getting broken off. You know, in the middle of July, which honestly, the only time the only time I ever remember this happening, like ever, 
of course, it's a Cleveland State thing. Because this is right, I, I want to say, and I, I got to go back, this is right around the time where Kevin Mackey got fired. And we know why. Yeah. I well, won't go into it. Well. Almost 30 years to the, almost 30 years to the day. <laughs> I will say that I doubt, I doubt that it was the same reason. Oh, I, uh, gu- oh, I guarantee it wasn't. Because I guarantee it was, I don't, I'm pretty sure that, um, yeah, I'm, yeah, see. Uh, again, oh my god, I'm sorry, 29 years almost to the day, because it was July 19th, 1990, that Kevin yeah. Mackey got fired for getting busted, for getting busted in front of a, tra- in front of a crack house, and then... CSU fan, there's a, there's a Cleveland State fan on Twitter, uh, you know, you're, you're familiar Dizzle. with... Dizzle, yes. You're, you're for, uh, you're, uh, you're familiar with Dizzle, 729. Oh, yes. absolutely. Serious Quote and I quote: Serious question: Can Cleveland State even field a team this fall? Yes. At this rate, there will be no one left. <laughs> they will be able. To, the, the 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 answer. The short answer is yes. They will be able to field a team. The long answer is I don't know if that. Team's you don't know anything good. about what that team's going to be. <laughs> you don't have any clue. Um, also, uh, a, yeah, and and incidentally too, I know. Uh, yeah, Debaji's mom just tweeted again because uh, she actually posted about the because uh, Tom Muskowski posted about the Abu Usman um, commitment uh, decommitment. She's like, this is getting crazy. Down the five players with no coaching staff. So as of right now, Debaji Walker is still on this team. So um, so at this point in time, honestly, you got it, man. Scott Garrett's going to be got to get on it because definitely I'm sure he's this is not going to be a this is going to be a very quick turnaround. I I would expect I would expect Cleveland State to have a coach in place by the end of July. I really do believe that. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think that this is going to be a long drawn out no, process. I, I don't think and they I, did um, they did take Vujinic. How do you say Pat his Vianchik, last name? Pat Vianchik. The uh, for those Vianchik. of you, Pat Vianchik, of course, who is the color commentator for Cleveland State basketball on uh, on the radio um, and on television too, from time to time with uh, with Al Pulowski. Um Yeah, he's a he has kind of doing the day, he's kind of the day to day guy at this moment in time. Um, beyond that, I don't know. Apparently, convincing people to stay is not part of his either part of his job duty, and it's not really working out so well or not. Um, but I do know that. He is, and, and he's a you know he's one of the guys you know Vianchik is actually one of the guys you know from those Kevin Mackey '80s teams. So he kind of he, he's seen this before. This is not his, this is kind of not his first rodeo. But I, I don't expect I expect him to kind of you know make sure that the you know you know kind of make sure the day to day is you know still going on from an administrative standpoint. Beyond that, who knows? Um, as of right now. Um, I, if I'm Scott Garrett, you're probably theoretically. Here's what I do know about what they're looking for as far as a coaches uh, as coaching searches. Um, obviously, budget is a big consideration. They're not going to overpay like Mike Thomas did with uh, Mike Thomas with did, did Dennis Felton because he's such a lazy ass. And by the way, Cleveland State fans who happen to be in North Carolina, if you happen to find Mike Thomas, because that's where he moved to, you give that man a stern talking to. I do not advocate violence on this podcast. But, damn it, curse that dude out. I swear to God. Fucking lazy ass. (laughs) 
This is your <laughs> fault. Seriously, this is this is Mike Thomas's fault. He basically just phoned it in, went with the search firm that hired him, and this is how we ended up there. This is how we ended up in the situation in the first place. So this is on you. And then and then you decide that you're going to quit. Well, thank you for nothing, you jackass. <laughs> I'm sorry. What if? I mean, seriously, we we should have all known better because how bad a job he did in Illinois. We should have all known yeah. better, but no, I get no. We I gave him the benefit of the damn doubt, and this is how he repays me. So I know well, we got. Is... I know we have some Cleveland State fans who are in the North Carolina area. If you find this man, <laughs> you 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 verbally browbeat him. I do not, like I said, I do not advocate violence on this podcast or anywhere else. But but yeah, let's there, not there, har- there must let's be not harass people. <laughs> we hey, well, I mean, come on, we can't sue him for mental anguish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I would definitely say that if you are if you're looking to see like what what happens when you have you know late late transfer of leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, UIC. Yeah. When they went through losing Jimmy at the end, at late late in 2010, mm-hmm. they didn't lose a ton of guys. No. Um, but you also had a pretty strong and solid core of players. Uh, you know, Robo Krebs was there. Brad Burton was there. Yeah. Xavier Neely was there. Uh-huh. Um. You know, you 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 had a pretty constant presence for a group of guys. You did. They obviously met together, made the decision. Mm-hmm. Howard came in. They brought in Paul Carter. I can't remember if Paul Carter was a Jimmy recruit or if he was uh, Howard Moore late late recruit. Yeah. But he was that fifth year transfer. Incidentally, speaking of Howard Moore, do we know anything about his condition? He's out of the hospital. He is out of the hospital. Uh, yeah, he's had a bunch of surgeries. Yeah. So for those of you, uh, those of you maybe, who don't, who, who, who are familiar with the situation, uh, Howard Moore uh, unfortunately was involved in an uh, involved in a uh, it was a it was a car accident, and um, he was hurt pretty badly. And I believe his uh, fam his his family so his family was driving. Yeah. he was driving. His family got into a car accident outside of, I believe, I believe it was Ann Arbor. Something outside like of Ann that, Arbor. yeah. They got hit by a drunk driver. The girl was, I think, the, the girl I think was like 21 or 23 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, she died in the accident. Howard and his son were both heavily injured, but his wife and daughter both died. Yeah. So, yeah, so. It's, it, it's pretty much just the worst situation. Yeah. And, I don't know. I, I I've I've met many many people, you know, being a co- you know in the college basketball community. Yeah. Um, I I know a lot of people here in Milwaukee. Uh, I've I've known a lot of people at UIC and in mm-hmm. Chicago overall. I've known a lot of people in Michigan. A lot of people over in Madison over here. Um, I've never met anyone who's had. Anything poor, anything negative to say about Howard Moore's character, about Howard Moore as a person. Um, some people would say he wasn't, you know, couldn't coach, but I, I don't think that's really true. I just, 
It was yeah. a rough, rough situation at UIC, but but the 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 man himself is he's a great guy. Yeah, and see something like this happen, I mean, it really makes a really makes you question a lot of things. It really makes you, you know, feel uh, makes you like think about like how how unimportant a lot of the stuff that we talk mm-hmm. about. Is. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, basketball is a game. I mean, it's yeah. a way for it's a way for young men to put themselves in a better situation in mm-hmm. life. It's a way for young men to, uh, you know, maybe they can play, you know, they, they have these marketable skills that can get them into uh, a good university that can get them, a, you know, that can put them on the way to getting a degree and setting yeah. up a, or a better life for themselves. Uh, you know, they could even, if their skills are that marketable, they could even play the game professionally. But at the end of the day, this is still a game. Yeah. So I, I, I obviously, I can speak for you here. We all you know, we all, our hearts all go off to Hollywood. Absolutely. Like, this is Definitely. just like, this is the absolute worst situation. It is. I, I feel like the next time I see the man, man I'm going to give him a big hug because it's been, it's been some years, yeah. but I give some pretty good hugs. So. Yeah. Well, well, I, 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 well, I mean, theoretically, if he's, if he's, uh, recovered enough, I mean, you know, the Wisconsin brought the, has their schedule out and they're playing Milwaukee and Green Bay this year. So, and make a trip well, to Madison. I don't know. I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to expect uh, I don't want to expect anything. Yeah, um, no, I get it. So I get you it. don't know how you don't know how long he wants to take away. And knowing knowing UW Madison's athletic department, knowing yeah, you know, I, I've never personally met Greg Gard. Um, from everything I heard I've heard about Greg from Rob Jeter and Duffy Conroy and all the guys like. That seat's going to be open for Howard when he wants to come yeah. back, and it's whenever he wants to be back. No, I, I, I don't expect him to so, be on the bench. I, yeah, I, don't I, don't, expect, I don't expect him to be on the bench, but, I, you, know, but they I, might, uh, you know, they might, they might, you know, I'm sure they'll, I, I'm sure, I, I don't doubt that they'll probably have some sort of, have something, um, some, something nice to, you know, to do for him, you know, during the regular you know, during the regular, during the start of the, at the start of the season, at least, I'm yeah. sure. I, I wouldn't doubt that at all. Um, I, w- I would also, you know, I, 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 I think that, you know, Howard Moore's a guy who will look at uh, the bright side on things. So yeah. I think he's, I think he's going to take his time and yeah. uh, really work on, you know, his fa you know, his, his son and everything. and may, you know, move that, move the family forward. Sure. Um, I had a vice. I had a vice principal who had uh, a similar thing happen to him when I was. Uh, my, he was my middle school vice principal, but he was in West Dallas and Milwaukee's not not terribly big, so you see these people. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he got into a car accident. His wife and daughter died, and he was he nearly died, but he he came back. But um, it took some time for for Terry to come back, but he did. Um. You know, this is life. You you can never you can never be certain when your time's going to be up, or when you're not going to see people. So, yeah, I guess what I w- I guess what I would say is, you know, hold hold the people you love close, and don't you know don't don't take the time you have with them for granted. Everybody, I mean, this is this is a game, but you know, family is family, friends are friends, and don't you know don't don't forget about. You know, don't don't forget to kind of, you know, take your time to appreciate 
what you have and the people you have mm-hmm. and the life you have. So life's um, too short, man. <laughs> I know this was kind of an aside. Um, but yeah. when Howard came in late in that UIC offseason in 2010, um, he already had a pretty solid yeah. basis. Now, Cleveland State did not have no. a – they did not have a group of players that had been there for four years, no. you know, three years that were ready to do their fourth and kind of guide them. No, the entire. So, in fact, the entire. The only person who was in there was was Cash Thomas. I mean, he's there, but that's about it. I mean, there was a that that entire. Oh man, I want to say, I'm trying to remember who was a part of that class. Is uh, oh man, I don't know. That's the. Um, yeah, I think you know, uh, in there's, that class, there's, I, a, there's a lot. Yeah. Now, with that said, um, as I as I kind of alluded to, from what I understand, the focus of Cleveland State search, and I, again, I, I do not expect it to take very long. I I do fully believe that, and hopefully I won't be proven wrong, and I don't think I will be, is that the new coach is going to be in place by the end of June, and so. Yeah. But budget obviously budget is a budget is obviously a concern. They're not going to spend a lot of money. I I I don't expect them to spend. I don't think they'll have to. No. Well, see, and think I, about this too, because when Jared Calhoun got hired at Youngstown State, he was making probably almost half of what Dennis Felton was making. I want to say. So if you're in that range. I think that's where they're gonna. Go. That's the direction they're going. Well, more it was import- Dennis Felton's first job. I don't know if a. I don't know if Dennis Felton had an agent negotiated or or what. Um, but as I understand, it's the same agent that Mike Thomas had. Oh well, I mean, that, anyway, that's, yeah. So yeah, oh, wow. You're not talking. You're not kidding about being lazy. Yeah, no um, kidding. Um, yeah, at least that is my understanding. That is my understanding. Unless somebody proves me wrong on that one, that is my understanding. So, so, so budgetary, so budgetary is a factor. One other big factor. One big other yeah. big thing is ties to the area, because um, Cleveland State has been getting killed. I mean, killed on the recruiting front in this area because are, are you no are you about here. to are you do you want to speculate as to who the coach is going to be? Um. Because I think you and I have the same favorite. Well, at this point in time, yeah. Now, before we mention that, I know that um, I, I know that you know Scott Garrett might have his own ideas too. Because obviously, as a, a guy from Kansas State, he's got some connections there that may also have well, some local so, guys. So that would be so. Th- uh, so it looks like and I'll, it ta- sounds, I'll and tell it you who sound, would be, and it sounds like there's going to be. It's going to be a guy who's. This is going to be his first job, first you know, head coaching job. So Which, what? What I, mean, I, would, I, what I would be I, looking yeah. at is um, if you're looking at the, if you're actually looking at you know guys who have been in the coaching ranks and have some kind of connection to um, some connection to. The Cleveland area, potentially. Um, you would also you'd probably look at or or the Midwest in general. I think that was kind of the other issue. I mean, Dennis Felton kind of had some of that on the, in the Michigan area when he brought in 
when he brought in Lou Dawkins and Brian Tibaldi as his staff, so he had that. But I would probably be looking at from a sta- from that standpoint. You'd probably have um, you'd probably look at a guy like a Brad Corn, who's currently the uh, an assistant with Kansas State. You look at a Chester Frazier, who's a who's an assistant out at Virginia Tech. Um, I've heard Albert Brooks's name, Alvin Brooks the third, not. The older Alvin Brooks, but the four, uh, um, who is an assistant coach with Scott Drew at Baylor, um, those would be names. Uh, now, here, here, I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you a worst case scenario. Yes, Tracy Dildy. Oh my God, I was thinking about Tracy Dildy too. Because um, you got because Garrett was at UIC when Dildy got there. That's right. They worked together for a couple of years, and Dildy's in the Horizon League right now at Detroit Mercy. Yeah, because and and funny enough, because um, for those of you who don't know Tracy Dildy's situation, Tracy Dildy was the was the an assistant at UIC, and then he took was, over at Chicago yeah. State. He was he was lead recruiter for he was lead recruiter for Jimmy Collins. Yeah, he became he became the head coach at Chicago State. Eventually, only, because only, everything just kept fell apart, he became the athletic director too. He basically, was the guy trying to hold everything together when Illinois was going through their big old budgetary fight, and it just basically killed not only the athletic department within Chicago State, but pretty much almost killed Chicago State as an institution. Um, yeah. So he was um, the guy, he was the guy kind of holding everything with the guy was trying to hold everything together with like. Um, you know, with duct tape and chicken wire. Nobody was going to keep that together. No. But I will say about Tracy Dildy, I, I'd lo- I think it would be funny because I lived rent-free in his head for like three years when he was <laughs> at UIC. Uh, like every time, every time he would, they, UIC was playing at Milwaukee, that fucker would scan, scan the student section to find me and give me a look like he was going to come punch me in the face. Oh, great. <laughs> well, oh, great. We'll never get him on the show then. <laughs> no. Well, but, you can do a one-on-one. Maybe he won't even know that I'm there, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah so, uh, Tracy Dildy is, is actually a – yeah, it, it would be an interesting choice just – just because he kind of checks the boxes, but except for the fact that you know he does have the pre- that it looks like it's more likely that Cleveland State is going to go with a first time guy. Um, and the so, best the best case scenario. Best case scenario. Go ahead. Jermaine Kimbrough. Jermaine Kimbrough. Oh, there's no there's no better there's no better guy. He's from Northeast Ohio. Yes. He's at now, Loyola now, now but I, he spent the I last have, three seasons at I, Wyoming. Now, but, I, w- I will say this, by the way. He also not, he's not the only ex-Cleveland State assistant named Jermaine whose name has been kicked around. Jermaine Henderson may also. Oh uh, yeah. Now Jermaine Henderson is actually down. He's he he was he's been a long time. He before he went to Cleveland uh, went to Cleveland State for Gary Waters the last couple of years. Um, he was the assistant at. Miami of Ohio, I believe he's still there. He's back there now. Um, but he definitely has – I mean, those two guys would probably be the guys that ideally would, it would no. be kind of the guys. You know, but, you know where Jermaine Henderson is? Where is Jermaine Henderson? <laughs> Jermaine Henderson has, since 2017, has been at Kansas State. Oh, holy – are you kidding me? Okay. 
Um, then he's been last two years. He's been the, the last two years. He was programs oh, the programs director of student that? athlete development, and he will be an assistant coach for the first time this year. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, um. I think we saw. I think we have our front runner. <laughs> yeah. It, it I mean, far, I, I, far, me wrong. I like him. As far as as far as as far as you know, connections to the area. Um. I don't obviously, want. I, obviously, I, if I, obviously, if he, 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 what's his name? Obviously, yeah. got Scott Garrett's familiar with his work. Um, if if this is a guy. I don't know if I would want somebody that I would lose to an in-state Mac school as soon as that job opens. That's true and because that, I, know, I know for I know full well, and we both I, and we both know full well he would probably he would jump if he was offered the job at Miami of Ohio he would jump in a second. And he's I mean he was recruited there by Herb Sendick. Yeah, and he played there for Charlie Coles, and he was assistant under Charlie Coles, and he was an assistant. And actually, under and actually he Coles. and actually Jermaine Henderson was was a uh, filled in as head coach when Charlie Coles was going through his uh, going through his medical uh, his health situation. I think he had cancer, didn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was he filled in for him during that whole while he was getting treatment for that. So yeah. So theoretically, yeah. If you were if you're not if if you look at Jermaine Henderson, I mean, again, he checks all the boxes. But yes, as you say, would it be? I mean, would he would he go full Todd Kowalczyk on us? Well, at least Todd Kowalczyk for Green Bay was there for a long time. That's true. Um, but but uh, I think it's so arguable. We, 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 again, we've talked enough about Jermaine Henderson, but Jermaine Kimbrough. Jermaine Kimbrough, as we and by the way, at the moment, um, by the way, he literally just left Wyoming as an assistant, and he's over with the, he's with Porter Mosier. So, yeah. You no, know, so um, but yeah, so this and the key thing with him as well, and this is important. He is one guy who absolutely positively wants this job. He is probably the one guy out of all of these guys who is who is really, really wants this job. And I don't I mean, know if I can say is, that about anybody else. I, I will say this. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm Scott Garrett, I'm looking at who is somebody who is going to pull these young men together yes. and who is going to put together a you program. Are, and you already, and honestly, you've got already got, got, you already got local coaches in the area right now that are lobbying hard for Jermaine Kimbrough right now. You have that. I, you already have that happening. I think Jermaine Kimbrough is the kind of guy who could walk, you know, walk in there and then keep not just not just keep the team, like not just recruit te- players. Yeah. But I feel like Jermaine Kimbrough could walk in and keep like some of those guys from leaving. Yeah. I I honestly believe Kimbrough could could maybe convince Tyree Appleby to stick it out. Uh, although I doubt that's going to happen. If he's get if if Tyree Appleby Tyree Appleby is probably making his decision next week uh, or this week as you will, can he's going to end up in an SEC school? Because I think because it sounds like Florida Florida is angling hard to get him, and so is Texas A and M. So yeah, you're not going to be able to. 
honestly, I don't think you're going to be able to get get that. You know, I don't think you're going to be able to wrest him away from the hands of the SEC. Now, Jalen Hill and Seth Miller, on the other hand, who are currently are as yet not sure who they're going to be, who you know, who they're looking at, possibility, albeit remote. Um, that's that would be a possibility as well. I don't know. But we'll we'll find we will find out. But yeah, I think that was and one of the other things too that I, I think has been lost in that is the again the local ties. Um, that's kind of the disconnect that Dennis Felton had and didn't really address all that much. I mean, he really didn't. I I couldn't I couldn't understand it to save my life. But I mean, it is what it is. I mean, and I'm sure you know there've been complaints about you know oh well the last you know the last local recruits we got in here didn't you know. We're averaging like two points a game. Well, yeah, but at the same time, you also had those guys who were, you were, you know, a bunch of guys who didn't, who were actually recruited to other mid-major schools and did very well. Like, for example, a Nas Bohannon, who was, right. who, who is, you know, who was an all-freshman guy at, uh, all-freshman guy Starting out as a fr- uh, and starting with Youngstown State, and you know has, has kind of grown into you know their leading rebounder. So I really do think that is a guy who you know that would be an example of a guy who could have been a potential recruit within for Cleveland State, but ended up going to another mid major and doing pretty well. So um, and I could go on and on about some was, of the other ones. Was was Jermaine the point man? In recruiting Anthony Davis, I'm not really sure. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure on that one. Um, um, if if he's if he was and he got Anthony Davis to commit to Cleveland State, yeah. Come on, like I mean, I don't realize that AD is an interesting piece. And by the way, if you're if you're a Cleveland State fan and you can get a a, a uh, and you can get yourself a like custom Cleveland State jersey, why wouldn't you get a Anthony Davis CSU jersey? Like that would be awesome. Wouldn't it? Uh, I would get that'd be the, more yeah I'm every time I you know, every time I turn around I hear everybody talking about the Anthony Davis, he grew ten inches and then left to Kentucky. I you know, if I hear that you know, I hear that way too many times. I I've I've seen too many tweets about that over the last three years that I'm I'm a little tired of it actually. <laughs> Eh, whatever. It doesn't matter. My point is that he can recruit. He can bring people together. He's got a ton of support yeah. from the coaching community, the Cleveland state fan base. Yeah. And I'm sure not everybody, but yeah. The I coaches mean... And the coaches in the Cleveland area, the high yeah. school coaches. That which is... is who you want. Yeah. You want the high school the high school and AAU guys to love love your the guy you Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that is probably the – that's huge. That is absolutely huge. I think, again, he checks all the boxes, and so does Jermaine Henderson. And Jermaine Henderson, of course, has the advantage that he's a Kansas State assistant. It stands to reason that that would be the case. So, Jimmy, I think I lost you there. All right. Um, unfortunately, I can't 
seem to hear Jimmy right now, which is problematic. Um, let's see here. I guess this means, with that said, because Jimmy's kind of cut out, <laughs> uh, we'll go ahead and close out the show. Um, man, we didn't even talk about the and we didn't even talk about the the tournament format yet. Anyways. You can find episodes of the podcast on HorizonRoundtable.com, and you can also find them wherever your podcasts are available. And, of course, as we always mention, you can also access the podcast episodes on your Google or Amazon devices. Uh, next episode, we do promise to get to the uh, turn, new tournament, tournament format, which looks a little familiar because it's got elements of some of the old formats, you know, the ones that work, so... But until that point in time, um, thank you all for listening.